Father, we give you praise in this place today. And Lord, as we transition from this part of service, Lord, we ask that the anointing of your Holy Spirit would continue to move and to permeate not only here in the building, Father, but to those that are watching online. Lord, let your anointing and your healing be released, your power. You are the king of glory. Lord, and we invite you not, when we say fill this place, Lord, we don't just talk about this tangible room that we are in, but we're asking that your Holy Spirit would fill our hearts and lives, each and every person. Father, there are those that are watching right now that are ill, that are dealing with COVID. Father, and we come against that. We ask you to heal them. Father, those that are dealing with cancerous conditions, there are those that are waiting on transplants. Lord, we know of two, Father, that are waiting on transplants, and we lift their needs before you right now. And we ask you, Holy Spirit, that you would move mightily. Lord, we curse every physical condition, Lord. Father, we come against migraine headaches. We break the the power of RSV, respiratory situations people are dealing with. Lord, we come against, oh God, diabetic conditions. Lord, we decree and we declare that we are healed, we are healthy, we are whole by the power of Jesus Christ, our healer. We thank you in advance, Lord, for the manifestation of your healing virtue in each of our lives. And we give you all glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated, those of you that are worshiping here with us today. And uh, we are going to transition, and Pastor Garland is going to come and share the word with you. We want to encourage you, if you have tithe and offering that you want to uh, sow, if this is your storehouse, we encourage you to sow into the storehouse and allow God to prove himself. He said, prove me now herewith. When you walk in obedience with your tithe and offerings, those of you who are watching online, if you're saying, hey, I want to sow a seed, I've been blessed by this ministry and I want to give into this ministry, then we encourage you to go to praisechurchoflouisiana.com and there you'll find instructions and directions how that you can give and sow a seed and God is going to richly bless you for your obedience and for your faithfulness. Pastor Gorland, would you come? see everybody tonight and uh, believe in God for some great things this year this coming year or this the year we've entered into now um, I believe it's going to be a great year but I also believe that it's going to take our faith to cause it to become a great year in our life and so faith the word word says that it's impossible to impossible to please God without faith so faith is a major part of, of a believer's walk with God that we allow faith to so work in us that we begin to move in the miraculous and move in the places where God wants us to be so he can show himself mighty in our life. You know, throughout scripture, we begin to see various different people, various different events that have taken place and and how that God has touched the lives of, of a lot of people. And uh, when Jesus came in, into this world, the word begins to explain to us that he put aside himself 
to become human, to become like you and I. He put aside the God in him to become like you and I. And until the age of 30, you don't see him doing any miracles until after the Spirit came upon him. And from that point on, you begin to see him fasting and praying and seeking, seeking the Father. And he says in, in a lot of his conversations, if you hear me, then you hear my Father. If you see what I'm doing, then I'm doing what the Father would do. And so with him being the model of how you and I can operate and begin to move into is that we, being filled with the Spirit of God, have access to the kingdom of God to bring things into our life that seem to be impossible in the natural. But through God... All things are possible. There's nothing, nothing impossible to the Lord. So when we begin to move into that place of faith, faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. And when we allow the word of God to go get, to get inside of us and to work in us, it, it brings the change uh, that we need in our life that is a God kind of change. And so today I want to go into scripture. I want to talk to you uh, out of the book of Zechariah. I want to go to chapter 4, and I'm going to begin to read in verse 6. Now the word of the Lord comes to the prophet and begins to speak. Then he answered and said, uh, and spake unto me, saying, This is the word of the Lord unto Zerubbabel, saying, Not by might, nor by power. When you start looking at that, that word might, which means in your own human ability. But when, when it goes on in here, it says, nor by power, not by your own strength, but by my spirit. The spirit of God wants to come into our life and bring his power that goes beyond anything that we could accomplish on our own, in our own abilities, and in our own intellect. The spirit of God comes in and brings a heavenly encounter in our life. He says, not by might nor by, by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. So God's speaking here to this prophet and he's saying to him, he said, it's not going to be in your own strength. It's not going to be in your own power, but it's going to be by my spirit. So when I start looking at how that God wants to work in our life and how he wants to work through our life, it's not going to be in our strength. It's not going to be in our power, but it's going to be by the Spirit of God. Now, I want to challenge each of you that are watching and those of you that are in here uh, tonight that you begin to allow the Word of God to get in you so you can understand the promises that God has for you and what God's wanting to bring, bring into your life. Isaiah says that it's the anointing that breaks the yoke. It's the anointing that comes from God that breaks the bondage or breaks the yoke that's upon our shoulders. That if, we're, that if we allow him to work in or through our life, then people can be set free and people can be delivered, not by our might, not by our power, but by the Spirit of God. And allowing the Spirit of God to work in us, to work through us. Now, I want to go to Philippians chapter 2. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hold you a long time tonight, but I just wanna. I wanna talk to you because in our society today, in our world today, 
we find that many people are hurting. Many people are in need. We're hearing more of it now than ever before. We're finding people that are having respiratory problems. We've got COVID once again that's rising up. We've got people that are ill. We've got uh, people with all kinds of different issues. We've got uh, jobs being threatened. We've got uh, uh, people losing income in their life, people losing their homes, people having a struggle in their life because of inflation taking place, of just making ends meet now. You know, I went to the grocery store the other day and and uh, just began to look at the prices of meat and the prices of uh, different things. And man, I was astounded at how how the increase of the price has come. Uh, and, and we find that that is impacting the home. It's impacting people's lives. And, and as a result of it, people are struggling. People are having some issues or having some problems. Now, go with me to uh, Philippians chapter 2. I want to go to verse 6. Uh, who being, talking about Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and put upon him the form of, of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. Now, this is Luke is. I mean, Philip uh, here he's describing he's describing what took place when Christ came into this world. He he didn't think it was anything wrong with was saying he was equal with God, and and yet at the same time he puts that aside, becomes like a servant, and begins to take on the likeness of men. And being found in the fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So we find in the story that Jesus came to redeem man back into right relationship with the Father. We understand that through, through Scripture. We understand that through the Word of God. But when Jesus comes into this world, we begin to see change taking place in many people's lives because of his presence, Jesus fasted, Jesus prayed, he, 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 he was moved with compassion, but yet he moved in a lot of faith also, because the anointing of God upon his life as a result of his fasting and his praying. So you say, you say, well, he was God. He's the son of God. Yes, he was, but he put that aside and became like man. So when he became like man, you begin to find him in the boat sleeping because his body was tired. But yet when he began to speak to the waves and speak to the wind, he was acting as God. So another passage or another story in the scripture, he goes to a well and he asks a woman there to draw some water for him. His body was thirsting, but then all of a sudden a transition takes place. And he says to the woman, if you knew who I am, and if you would understand the things of, the, of this, I have a water that if you were to draw from, you would never thirst again. He's now speaking from a God perspective, even though his physical body was thirsty for water. Jesus begins to speak to the disciples as they come or they return to him after going to pick up something for them all to eat. And he, they, he says to them, he says, I have meat that you know not of. He's telling them to go get him something to eat one moment. And then when they get back, 
all of a sudden the God-man begins to speak and say, I've got meat that you don't know anything about. The disciples are a little bit confused here and they wondered what he's talking about. But what he's actually talking about was the spirit of God upon his life that brought him into that place that he was operating by the spirit. You see, each one of us have the ability to move into the presence of God if we would just separate ourselves and begin to move ourselves into a place of studying the word, of praying, fasting, separating ourselves from the things of this world so that we can be endued with the power from the Spirit of God. The, 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 the children of Israel, when uh, Jesus uh, spoke to them and said, I want you to go and tarry in Jerusalem until you've been endued with power from on high. And when they went, they, they separated themselves. They began to allow themselves to move into a place that they were seeking for this one thing that Jesus was talking about. They didn't really didn't know what it looked like. They didn't know what it felt like. They didn't understand it in its fullness until after it had come upon them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. And if you begin to track their life after the infilling Spirit, you begin to find that there were signs and wonders that began to take place to all of those that were filled and all of those that believed. When the Holy Spirit comes into our life, when the Spirit of God comes into our life, it changes us to bring us more like Christ himself. If we're looking at Scripture, Christ is the center point or the focal point of the Word. In the Old Testament, the prophets prophesied about him coming into the world to redeem the world, a lamb which is to be slain. We see in the New Testament where Jesus appears and everywhere he went after that the Spirit had come upon him, we find in the book of Acts that that began to take place and we begin to see, uh, uh, in, I believe it's in chapter 10, begin to see after the Spirit come upon him, he's probably about the age of 30, then you begin to see uh, uh, miracles and all those signs and wonders following him after the Spirit had come upon him. So the power of the Spirit of God can come into your life, change your life, and the gifts begin to operate. They begin to move. They begin to minister. They move through you, and they minister to those that are in need. But even the gifts will begin to work in your own personal life. There's a, the, the gift of faith that begins to take place, and then there's the working of faith that we have, where, we, where we're coming to agreement with the Word, and we begin to believe what the Word says before we even receive what we're believing for. So faith now projects itself into the future, of what is going to take place in your life by the direction of the Spirit of God so that you can have what you're believing for. I hope I'm making sense with you today. I hope that you're catching what I'm saying because faith has everything to do with the walk of a believer. That we have faith in God, faith in the word that he has given to us, we stand upon it and believe 
that is going to happen in and for our life. So faith has to be operating within us. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So it's not just a word that is being preached, but it can be a word that you're studying in your home, at place of work, uh, on your break, on your lunchtime, or in your casual time, allowing that word to get inside of you and the promises of God being revealed to you. Then faith attaches itself to that word and says, I believe that. And I'm going to walk in that. I'm going to have that. And I'm going to see God's hand begin to work through my life. And others are going to see the hand of God upon my life. So change takes place when your faith arises. Change takes place when the Spirit of God comes upon you. So today I want to challenge you to allow yourself to move into a place that your faith begins to grow. Faith. The word begins to speak to us and tells us that no weapon formed against you shall prosper. But if I don't have faith in the word that God is going to protect me, then I have an open area for the enemy to come in to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But if I understand the word of God and I allow the word of God to get in me, allow my faith to attach to that word, then the word says all things are possible to them that believe. Now I want to talk to you just for a second here. I don't know what's going on in your life. I don't know what's taking place in you or around you, whether you're dealing with sickness, whether you're dealing with family issues, whether you're dealing with turmoil on the job, or maybe you've lost your job. Maybe the finances have been depleted as a result of this mandate of with the coronavirus where people have been in their homes isolated and you've spent all that you've had just to survive in that time because there was no paychecks. I don't know what you're going through, but God knows what you're going through. But God is not moved by our problems. Hear what I'm saying. He knows what's going on, but he's not moved by your problem. He's moved by your faith in him. So have faith in God. Believe that he will do what you need him to do, that he will perform and bring forth those things that you're crying out for, whether it's a healing in your body, whether it's a breakthrough in your life. And I believe that in 2022, Many people that exercise their faith are going to move into a place where they're going to have breakthrough after breakthrough in their life. Why? Because their faith says, if the word says it, I'm going to believe it and I'm going to have it. So I have to, on my, on my own diligence, get into the word of God and understand the promises that God has given to me. So if the word says to lay hands on those and they shall recover, then if I don't have somebody to lay hands on me, then why not I lay my hands on myself and believe the word that it's going to come about? The word says, if you can only believe, all things are possible. 
Now, I don't know about you, but the last time I looked into the dictionary about the word all, it means all. They haven't changed the definition of that. It still means all. All things are possible. So what is it that you need? What is it in your life that you're searching for, that you're needing the breakthrough for? What is it that you're desiring to have? Because the word says, he'll give you the desires of your heart. So what is it that's inside of you that's saying, I need to be free. I want to be delivered. I want to break out of this stronghold. I want to break out of this habit that I may have. I don't want these tormenting dreams anymore. I don't want these things coming against me that's keeping me back. I want to be able to have my breakthrough. And so you begin to determine I'm coming through based upon the word of God because just that one little word that says all things are possible to them that believe, that doesn't exempt you. All you have to do is believe the word. So what does the word say? What does it tell you? It says that Jesus was moved with compassion and he healed them all. It says that he increased the bread and the fish. He caused it to be so multiplied in the, in, before the people that in that multiplication, it not only fed 5,000 men that was there, but it fed their families that came along with him. So if he can multiply the fish, and he did, and if he can do all these other miracles that he did in the word, and he did, then he's not restricted just to do one thing. He can do anything. He can do things. Impossible to them that believe. So here is the question. Do you believe? Do you believe God can come into your life and change your life? Can he give you another job? Can he give you a job when nobody else has a job? I believe he can. I believe that he's no respecter of persons. And if he did it for one, he'll do it for you. If he did it for somebody down the street, he'll do it for you living in that home that you're living in. He'll cause something to happen inside of you that your faith attaches to and begins to bring that into your life. It's time, I believe, in 2022 to start exercising our faith and start believing God for the unbelievable. Start believing God for the impossible. Start believing God for the things that you're needing that others are saying that will never happen. It'll never take place. You get a bad doctor's report and the report begins to bring an oppression in your life. Can God change that report? Absolutely, he can. He can heal you right where you are tonight. He can touch your life and change your life right where you're sitting, right where you're standing right now. He can come into your life and bring that kind of change. The question is, do you believe? Do you believe that he's able? I say he's able. We had years ago a young lady that had three children that came into one of the services that that uh, she had lesions on her bones, and the doctor says she has cancer, and they gave her three to four months to live. Now, this has been years ago. God came in, ministered to her, 
and she was healed that very moment. Went back to the doctors. They took more tests. They did more uh, MRIs. They said, we don't understand what happened. It must have been a glitch in the machines. But you don't have the cancer that we, that we told you you had. God healed her. She's still living today. Raised her children. Her children are getting married. Great things are taking place in her life. Had another lady come in that her, her kidneys were working at only 10%, 90% non-working. God came in, touched her life, and now a reversal of those kidneys. They began to work at 90%, and only 10% of it was not functioning. Can God do that? He did it for them. He'll do it for you also. He'll do it for whatever situation it is in your life if you just believe. The word of God is very clear that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. If you can believe the word tonight and know that God is able to do all things, he can change your life this very hour. Why don't you call upon him right now? Why don't you call upon his name and ask him to come into your life, to heal you, to touch your family and heal your family? Why don't you ask him to forgive you of your sins right now? Lord, forgive me of my sins. I want to serve you. The word says he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. Once you've asked him to forgive you of your sins, why don't you ask him, Lord, if you can forgive me of my sins, which seems to be so hard for me to do at times, why don't you heal me of my ailments, my physical body? Heal my physical body right now or heal my finances right now. Cause a miracle to take place all around me, not just in my life, but touch my family also. I want to pray with you before we go off of this broadcast. And I'm going to believe that God's going to touch your life. I believe he's going to heal your body. I believe he's going to turn your life around. But I want you to exercise your faith. I want you to say, I believe the Lord can do anything. According to his word, his word says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Now, Lord, I pray for those that are watching and those that are in here today. I ask you, Lord, that you would begin to strengthen them, strengthen them by your word. Let your word get inside of them, Lord. Let it quicken their faith, Lord, that they begin to call upon you, that they begin to to repent, but yet, Lord, I ask you that you begin to heal their bodies, begin to move upon them physically. Lord, I ask you to touch those that are in need today and begin to meet every need that they have. Lord, your word says you give us the desires of our heart. Lord, Lord you know their desires. You know what they need. And Father, I extend my faith to join in with their faith that you're going to do a great work in their life. Now, Lord, minister to them, and Lord, I give you praise, and I give you glory for what you're doing and what you've already done. In the precious name of Jesus, I pray, amen.